Hey, Gib, I am really excited about today's guest because I, I booked this guest for you because you're already doing you're already doing what 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 he's all about. So his his new book is called The One Minute Workout. Now I've got everybody's attention. Yeah, The One Minute Workout: Science Shows a Way to Get Fit That's Smarter, Faster, and Shorter. It's by uh, Martin Gabala, PhD. And he's from uh, he's from London, Ontario. And this guy, it's it's a New York Times bestseller already. And it's a, what it, it's it's about high intensity interval I training. Know, and I know, all, and we're always talking about this. Well, here's the here's the thing, man. I, I, I go on workout kicks. You and I both. We will go through a couple of months where we are super intensely working out. And you know what what ruins it every single time for me? What it ruins it every single time is I wake up in the morning and go, ah. I don't have time to work out for a whole hour right, right now. Right. So that's it. I'm not going to work out at all today. It happened to me today. I didn't. I I couldn't get up in time, and I didn't work out at all today. And I feel terrible about myself. Everybody's got a minute. Everybody has a minute to work out. Yeah. See, now I always thought this was junk science when there, there was a, the 10 minute workout that came out, and the five minute workout, yeah. and the one minute workout. And I have read this book, and there it, it is. It there is science supporting this. They have studied this. They've t- they've control groups and and. Uh, uh, they and they study people doing the workout on di- in, in, on different uh, machines. Mm-hmm. Whether and the cool thing about this uh, is that what Martin does, he, he realized because he's got he's got knee problems. He knows I've got you know back problems. He realizes that it's not just going to be running, right? It's not just going to be uh, biking. It could be anything. It could be swimming. It could be jumping up yeah. and down. Uh, and 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 it's all about stressing your body a little bit harder and then rest, stress and rest, stress and rest. And he's proven that that you do this one minute a day and your cardiovascular health will be better than if you just sort of leisurely go on the treadmill for you know two hours every yeah. day. Well, <laughs> if you're leisurely going on the treadmill for two hours, kudos to you, by the way. <laughs> So it's the it's the one minute workout, and on the other side of the uh, of of the interview, uh, given I'll have uh, we'll tell you more about um, our training tips and how the how the uh, high intensity interval training has worked for us. Today's Intelligence for Your Life podcast, Gib, is brought to you by Mac Weldon, and uh, I'm excited about this because I, I I was looking to change my underwear. Well, look, we, here's the thing: whatever you're wearing right now, any underwear that you could possibly have on right now, whatever yeah, it might yeah, be, yeah. Mac Weldon is better. I promise you. It is that comfortable. Tell me. It is unbelievable. Tell me. Preach. So I personally, I, I have gone through an evolution. So in, in high school, I wore the boxers. And then right. I started wearing the boxer briefs. Now I wear the trunks. Mack Weldon has all of those. You can get trunks, boxer briefs, uh, briefs or uh, briefs and, and boxers themselves. I like the trunks. Uh, my wife looked at them. She thought they were cute looking. So that's a win. They are unbelievably comfortable, natural fabrics. And they have this new line. Uh, with ha- which has silver infused into the actual fabric, which means it, it eliminates odor. Right, this is great. The silver I can kills wear my your stink. For weeks. Okay, well maybe not that, <laughs> but but it does kill the stink, which is amazing. If you if you're sitting in a chair all day, and, and we all get that, we all have that problem. This takes care of that problem. So I cannot recommend Mack Weldon enough. It's very easy to use a website. They not only sell underwear, they also sell shirts and loungewear, any, all the basics that you need for your clothing I love collection. The, you're not going to see a picture of me in my underwear on, on Facebook, but I'm, I'm switching because, first of all, it gets shipped right to my door. And if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it and they'll still refund you. No questions. That's a free. Basically, you can get a free. If you want to be a jerk, you can have a free pair of underwear. Wow. Unbelievable. I, I love this. So just go to MacWeldon.com and you'll get 20% off your purchase using the promo code TESH. Don't forget to spell my name, T-E-S-H, and you're going to get 20% off your purchase. So today we're speaking with the author of The One Minute Workout, Dr. Martin Gabala, PhD, professor and chair of the kinesiology department at McMaster University. 
And he speaks our language because he's all about the effectiveness of high-intensity interval training. Martin's research has attracted worldwide media coverage, and we are so fortunate to have him with us today. So, Marty, I want to get right to it. How did you get started with the data that produced this book, The One-Minute Workout? I had so going we've been doing interval training research for about 15 years now going back I had both a professional and a personal interest on the professional side I teach a course called the integrative physiology of human performance Mm -hmm. and my students have always been interested in the way that elite athletes train and they were always curious why elite endurance athletes would do these short hard interval workouts and so that was the professional side on the personal side I was a busy young assistant professor at the time. I had young kids. My wife is a working teacher. And so ironically, as a professor of exercise physiology, I found myself not having enough time to exercise. And so I thought, hmm, maybe the stuff you're teaching your students, you should start looking at that. And that dovetailed, those two interests dovetailed into a line of work that spanned 15 years now. I feel like the first time I I saw this technique was when I was covering the New York City Marathon. Uh, and it used to be people like Bill Rogers and Frank Shorter who would win. And then a kid named Gary Bjorklund came along, and he was a, he was a, a, a 10K runner. And he, he did this thing called fartlek training. Uh, is, is, it, is it similar to that, so the real, really fast and then recover and really fast and recover? It is. So fartlek is just a Swedish term that means speed play. And it's this concept of freeform interval running in the forest. And so the concept of interval training from an athletics perspective goes back over 100 years. And we're Finnish Olympians near the turn of this century who are middle distance runners winning Olympic gold medals. And they trained almost exclusively uh, using intervals. And so over time, it's sort of come in and out of fashion. Um, Roger Bannister was another high profile athlete that used the technique when he was making Making the assault on the four-minute mile. So, Marty, can you give us the layperson's definition of interval training, high-intensity training, the cornerstone of your program? Just give it to us in its simplest form. Yeah, let's start with just interval training in general is just alternating periods of relatively intense exercise with periods of recovery, and that recovery could be complete rest or lower intensity exercise. So this idea of hills and valleys, um, it's almost like an alphabet soup when you start to look at this. Broadly speaking, interval training is defined two ways now. There's high intensity interval training, which is you're pushing it, but you're not going all out. And then there's sprint interval training, which are truly all out as hard as you can go varieties. So there's hit, H-I-I-T, and there's sprint interval training. And, you know, there's there's been research on both of those, but generally more the high-intensity interval training variety. So this idea of pushing, but not all-out maximal bursts. And that's the type of been training that's been applied to, to many different people, including people with type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and cardiovascular disease. So how do you know that uh, that this works? And is it is it truly possible to do, I mean, we've seen you know, a five-minute workout, a 10-minute workout. I, I'm, the reason I'm so interested in, in speaking with you is that I do a, a 12-minute workout uh, every day, and, and it's a combination of, of, of what you have in, in this book and just sort of what works for, for me personally because I'm sort of, I'm, I'm, I used to play lacrosse, and so everything is injured on me. I can't run, and I don't like to, I, I don't like to cycle. But when, when did you, what was the first research that you, that you saw that showed that you could actually get away with, quote-unquote, a one-minute workout? And what are the advantages of, of interval training in that one minute? 
Sure. Our, our initial research was using these 30-second bouts of exercise, but why don't I cut to the chase and I can talk about our, one of our most recent studies, which coined the, the one-minute workout phenomenon or that, that phrase. Really, it's a 10-minute time commitment. So start to finish, it involves a 10-minute time commitment. So that's warming up for two minutes, um, cooling down for three minutes, and the hard work between involves three 20-second all outbursts of exercise with a little bit of recovery between. So start to finish, 10 minute time commitment, but within that only one minute of very vigorous exercise. We've compared that protocol to people who are doing 55 zero minutes of continuous steady state exercise. And we've made that head to head comparison. And what we find is after even several months of training, the improvement in people's fitness levels, so their cardiovascular health, their improvement in their blood sugar control is very similar, not different between the two groups, even though the interval trainers are spending five fold less time engaged in exercise. So that's a, a really striking demonstration of the time efficiency aspect of this style of training. What is the science behind weight loss in this? I mean, people are going to be hearing us and they're going to go, how can I possibly lose weight if I'm just training for one minute a day? I think, number one, it's obviously easier to control the energy inside of the equation, so what we put in our mouth rather than burn calories through exercise. That being said, intervals are a time-efficient way to burn calories. People think, how can it be effective because the exercise bouts are so short? But because they're intense, they do result in a heightened metabolism, a heightened rate of calorie burning for a period of time in recovery. Personal trainers will talk about the afterburn effect. It's often overstated, but it is a real phenomenon. And so, for example, we've shown in our lab that a 20-minute session of intervals can result in 24-hour calorie burning that's similar to a continuous bout of exercise that lasts twice as long. That's amazing. Let, let's take this into the, into the real world. Um, what's the best way for somebody to get started with, with an exercise program like this? Sure. Obviously, first thing is always check with your doctor before you start or change your exercise regime. But we'll often tell people, just get out of your comfort zone. So if your only exercise is walking around the block, an interval workout for you is picking up the pace for a couple of light posts and then backing off. And even as basic as that sounds, there's research to show that, for example, in people with type 2 diabetes, an interval walking program make them more fit, they lose more body fat and their blood sugar control is improved to a greater extent than just continuous steady state walking. So again, this idea of just gentle hills and valleys can be very effective. And if you're just starting out, you know, don't try and be a hero. Don't start with this one minute all out extreme exercise. Just get out of your comfort zone and then build from there. Because I would think that some people would would, uh, would believe, oh my gosh, if I'm just going to do an all-out sprint, whether it's on the bike or, or, or running, I'm afraid I might pull something or, or, or injure myself. How do you guard against that? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, there's many different types of interval training. So almost any traditional cardio exercise that we think of can be applied in an interval manner. So if running is not for you because of the joint issues, and, and I'm like you, I have osteoarthritis in my left knee, so I can't run anymore. My go-to exercise is cycling, but you can use swimming, you can use rowing, many different uh, types of exercise, even dancing for that matter. You know, you can do vigorous dancing. We always think about structured exercise, but there's ways to fit this in with regular physical activity. Another 
easy, practical way to do this is, is stair climbing. We did a recent study where we looked at the one-minute workout but using stairs. So the idea there was let's take this out of the laboratory. Let's come up with a more practical way that people could do this on their own. A lot of people live in apartment buildings or work in office towers. And what we found was the boost in fitness was identical to what we'd previously shown on the bike. So the message there is there's lots of ways that you can use various activities that work for you and are appealing for you and apply it in an interval manner. What I love about this book and why I think everybody should be reading this book, I've got it on my Kindle right now, but I also got the hard copy because I wanted to have it everywhere because it's a real, it's, it's a great Bible for, uh, for, for getting, getting healthier. Uh, but, but one of the things I think people are going to be wondering is how do I know when I'm at a, a high intensity, how am I going to, to feel? Cause that might be very uncomfortable for people and I might back off, right. And it won't be enough. Uh, absolutely. Obviously, you can go to using heart rate monitors and fancy gadgets and that, but perceived exertion, just how you uh, feel, is a pretty good scale. And so in the book, you know, based on research by others, we introduce this idea of a simple zero to 10 scale that's based on perceived uh, exertion. And so on these gentler beginner type workouts, you might only get up to about a three or four on a 10 point scale. And so a, a one, of course, is, is just easy, easy exercise and a 10 is that as hard as you can go sprint from danger pace or the pace you'd use to save your child from an oncoming car. Mm -hmm. So if those are the anchor points, then you can use various um, uh, numbers in between that to try and gauge relative intensity of effort. And we give some suggestions in the book. There's 12 different workouts going from the most beginner to the more extreme flavors. And there's an intensity duration trade-off there. So the more intense the exercise, the less you have to do of it in order to reap health benefits. Again, start out with the more gentler forms and progress from there. What I love about this book, Marty, is is the fact that um, there's si- there's just enough science in there for me, right? And then and then there's uh, there there it's it's simple enough, so to speak, that that, that I can I, I know exactly what to do. What, was this a challenge for you to figure out how much science to put in there? Because you know one of the things that we don't do on the on the radio and television programs is we just don't. If somebody comes up with an idea, it's like okay, show me the science behind it. But you it was a it was a great balance and is a great balance for me. Was that a challenge? I appreciate that comment. It, it was a challenge. Obviously, I'm used to scientific writing, and so I'm out of my comfort zone here writing a book like this. I was fortunate to have a wonderful partner, a true colleague on it, uh, uh, whose name is uh, is Chris Shogan. Uh, Chris is a journalist. Um, he knows about exercise and fitness, but he's used to writing um, in that uh, accessible and compelling manner. And so we got to the point where we knew we were in the right spot, where I was happy or content, at least with the scientific message. And Chris was content with the readability, if you will. And we got into that partnership and, and hopefully, uh, we, we found the right spot. Cause you're right. That is, that is a trick. Sometimes I, I, I tell my students oftentimes I want to give them enough science so that they believe me. They're not just taking me on faith or accepting something just because I'm saying it, but you don't want to overwhelm or frankly bore people with, with too many details. And, uh, again, it's, it's a sweet spot we were aiming for. I don't know if we always, uh, hit it. And, you know, some people want more of just a straight workout mm-hmm. book and others actually want more of the science, but hopefully this hits that broad middle sweet spot. How many times a week would you recommend doing the, the one, uh, the one minute high intensity workout? 
So in all of our studies, we've tested this by having people train three times a week. That's not a hard and fast rule. And in fact, variety is, is better. So the best exercise for you is one you enjoy and are more likely to stick with. And I think that's another advantage of intervals. There's infinite variety. So there's only so many ways that you can jump on a treadmill, jog for 45 minutes at a moderate pace. But with intervals, there's infinite variety in terms of the duration of the intervals, the intensity of the intervals, the recovery periods, how long, whether you're active or, or not. And so I think a varied approach to fitness is always best. Do something that works for you. And if you're the type of first person, you find that go-to workout and you can do it all the time, great. But for a lot of us, we like variety. And, you know, I love interval training, but I also like going for that walk in the woods with my dog sometimes and just shutting it off, clearing, you know, clearing the head uh, a little bit. So variety is good because we know over the long term, you're more likely to stick with it and have some long-term adherence. Right. And dogs love intervals. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's also been pointed out that interval exercises, it's how it more resembles natural play. If you look Mm -hmm. at kids in a playground, they don't sort of jog in place for half an hour. They run and they sprint and they jump. So maybe there's some lessons uh, for us there. Chapter six is one of my favorites. It's uh, fun and fast, eight basic workouts. And uh, just from from your uh, response, your your input uh, upon writing this book, is is there uh, is there a workout that's more popular than than any other? There's a workout in there called the 10 by one, which is 10 one minute relatively hard efforts with one minute of recovery. We've tested that on average individuals. We've tested it on people with type two diabetes. My colleagues have tested it in a cardiac rehabilitation setting. And so it's one of those workouts that again, seems to hit the sweet spot. You know, it's 20 minutes start to finish. That's not super time efficient, but it's not a one hour jog either. And the, the one minute seems to be just tough enough that people are ready for a break. They get that break and then they go again. And it's pretty easy to remember 10 one minute repeats. So that's one of those workouts I think that does hit that sweet spot and people know that it's been tested. So again, you hit on this and it's an important point that we wanted to have in the book. All of the workouts are grounded in science. So people can pick up any one of the workouts, know that they did the, if they did this for a couple of weeks, they're at least gonna boost their 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 cardiovascular fitness. So their cardio health, their heart, their lung, their blood uh, is all gonna get more fit. We're speaking with Martin Gabala, PhD and author of one of my favorite books, The One Minute Workout. We have more to ask Marty in just a moment, but first here's Gib. Today's Intelligence for Your Life podcast is brought to you by Sunbasket. Now, John, we always talk about how we need to be eating healthier, how hard it is to eat healthy. It's something we talk about on the radio, the television, on this, on this podcast. Uh, And and we always have excuses. It's too hard. You got to get somebody to cook for you. Nobody has an in-house nutritionist or chef. Well, Sunbasket is making that, is taking away that excuse. It is eliminating your excuse to not eat healthy. Also, because in, in the food department, I'm ignorant. I'm just, I mean, my mom would call me that. She said, she'd say in my, her southern, southern voice, you're ignorant when it comes to making meals. You don't know how to do it. I love the fact that each one of these Sunbasket meals comes with pre-measured fresh ingredients and easy to follow directions. Yes, Perfect. you make this food, but here's the great thing. You can make these you can make these recipes, but you can specify, are you paleo? Are you gluten-free? Are you a vegetarian? They this will send you items so that fit your dietary lifestyle. So whatever your excuse may be, this will this will it's like a grocery store with just the ingredients you need for the meals you want. Yeah. It comes right yeah. to your door. Yeah. And you know we've talked about how uh, if you prepare your meals, yes. you know what your meals are going to be for like the, for the the next month. Yes, you save hours and hours and hours of t- of time and, and money. Oh, yeah, 
and and money and also willpower. Yeah. It whacks your willpower mm-hmm. to worry about what you're going to order every so day. So go to sunbasket.com slash Tesh today. You get your first three meals. Are you ready for this? Free. Come on. That's sunbasket.com slash Tesh. You get three healthy, easy-to-make meals. Sunbasket.com slash Tesh. We got to tell you about Ting Mobile because this Love is Gibbs, <laughs> this is Gibbs favorite Love great, favorite cell phone plan. If you feel like your cell phone bill is eating you up too much of your paycheck, you're not you're not alone. But no. Ting, Ting Mobile can help you with this. Well, he, here's the thing, man. I we travel and I need more data. I'm at home and I'm on my Wi-Fi. I don't need as much data, but I have to go through all of this rigmarole to get my current cell phone plan changed. With Ting, you only pay for the data you use, and you can actually monitor. They are very transparent. You can monitor all of your data usage, all of your texting, all of your voice usage, and you can see how much you're actually using, and you can make a game of it and lower your cell phone bill by playing a game, essentially. Is it possible? Is this true? I'm looking at this. The average monthly bill with uh, Ting Mobile is $23 per device? Yes. Gosh, that's yes, crazy. Because, because here's the thing. If you if, When you're paying attention like that, you stay on Wi-Fi longer. You only go and use your Wi-Fi. It's got great coverage, comparable with with leading wireless providers. Uh, it has the same network as T-Mobile and Sprint, so you're you're going to get great coverage across the whole country, and and you can completely control how much you're spending every single month. I love this too. If you're stuck in a contract, Ting will give you credit based on what your current provider wants to charge you to cancel. Bring that's, your that's amazing. Bring your phone with you. Get yeah, a new phone yeah. when you join Ting. Yeah. It's totally up to you. It is yeah. it is the postmodern age cell phone plan, right? It's totally flexible. So do this. Visit tesh.ting.com, T-I-N-G, tesh. Don't put in Tang because that's the stuff you drink. Tesh.ting.com, and you can try Ting today. Again, our listeners can save $25 off select devices or receive $25 in Ting service. Uh, you get credit for just getting started. So just go to tesh.ting. T-I-N-G.com. It's easy. Say it again, Gib. Ting or Tesh.ting.com. <laughs> well done. So, uh, Marty, in your in your studies, uh, let's say, and I'm not sure exactly what you what you did with the different groups, but uh, let let's say a, a person didn't change their diet at all for a month, but but did these workouts, you know, three or four times a day. What what would they start to see? Do you believe? Yeah. Uh, so uh, clearly there's this boost in, in cardiovascular fitness. And so that's an important parameter on its own right. As you would know, there's you know been a recent call that fitness should be a vital sign. So it's something that we should measure or monitor just like blood pressure, just like body weight, just like blood sugar. The problem, of course, it's, it's hard to test in a doctor's office, uh, but there's increasingly online calculators where you can get a pretty good sense of that. But to go back to the question, in our studies, we tend to not control diet. So it more simulates free living conditions. You're not going to expect massive weight loss with these approaches, but we do see improvements in body composition. So your lean mass goes up a little bit. You tend to lose a little bit of body fat uh, percentage. And again, it goes back to this idea that we control the weight side more with the, the energy in. But I would remind people, a lot of people think we exercise to lose weight and that's what confers fitness. No, there's a direct line there between exercise, fitness, and health. And if you compare people even those who are overweight and obese versus those who are normal weight, if their fitness is the same, their overall risk of dying and developing many different chronic conditions is quite similar. So again, the important thing is exercise for fitness, regardless of the number on the scale. One of the things that I do is um, I downloaded uh, an, an app uh, about a year ago. Uh, it's actually a boxing a- app, uh, boxing bell thing. So I um, I can set it for one minute, right? And it's like ding, it does that thing, and and then uh, at the end 
I can set a, a recovery. So I set that for for thirty seconds, and I would really recommend that. I'm, and I'm I'm sure you, you you've used that yourself. Where you have, you have an app like that, and you can say I want a twelve minute workout, I want a five minute workout, or a one minute workout, um, and it, it it encourages me and leads me through that. Even if, even a bell and a buzzer, but it keeps me honest. Absolutely. It'd be quite motivating. And as you say, there's countless free apps out there that you can download to your phone. Very, very effective and can be really motivating, keeping you on track. And those those recovery intervals tend to go by pretty quick, don't they? Yeah, they, are. they really do. Uh, um, it, I wanted to ask you about the conventional workout. Uh, you know, maybe a lot of times I'll work out uh, at, at the house, uh, but I also I'll, I'll end up at, at the gym and, and I'll see people in there for an hour and a half and two hours. And then, and then every now and then I'll read an article uh, like in the New York Times where they say that working out for two hours can actually uh, be tough on your immune system. Do you believe that to be true? Uh, certainly there's evidence for that. I think it comes down to the overall volume of exercise, not necessarily just the intensity, but certainly there is some evidence for that. And there's there's almost a sweet spot. People will talk about a J-shaped curve or a U-shaped curve where too little is bad and too much is bad as well. And you want that sweet uh, middle spot, uh, which is the optimal for, for most individuals. How do you feel about the person who's on the exercise bike and reading the magazine and just sort of going at the at, at the same pace and not and not breathing hard? What does that do for you? You know, I guess, uh, you know, we have a sedentary living problem in general. So anyone who's making the effort to exercise, good on you. You know, whether it's going to the gym and if you're just sitting on the bike mindlessly watching television or or reading a book, that's infinitely better than just staying and sitting on the couch and remaining completely sedentary. So, you know, let's celebrate the fact that people are doing anything. But when it comes to time efficiency, I think clearly there's some, some better ways to go. And we also know there's been some large-scale studies now that even people who are meeting the public health guidelines but not really pushing the pace, the improvement in cardiorespiratory fitness is actually quite small. So yes, any exercise is good, but I think you got to challenge the system a little bit to try and uh, maintain that that cardiorespiratory fitness as high as you can. So it's it's not just about lifespan and longevity. We t- increasingly are interested in health span, and that's the idea of living, yes, as long as you can, but as healthy as you can uh, as well. And Exercise is the best thing for that, and I think pushing the intensity is a good strategy. What if you're just jammed, you uh, you got stuck in traffic, and the kids are going crazy, and you just don't have time to get to the gym? Is it possible to do the one-minute workout at work? Absolutely. I, I mentioned that example of stair climbing, but there's tons of different body weight style intervals that can be effective. You know, even something like some push-ups, some mountain climbers, some air squats, some old style calisthenic type training, which you can really do anywhere. I call them hotel room workouts. So when I'm traveling on the road, often there's not a gym. So I'll do that type type of body weight style training in my hotel room and maybe climb a few flights of stairs as well, because even with my bum left knee, I can still do some short intense bursts of stair climbing. So if, again, if you go to the gym and that works for you, fantastic. A lot of people can't for either economic reasons or time reasons, lots of ways to incorporate this style of training on your own with no fancy equipment, just with body weight style intervals. Marty, do you think that uh, one minute is the absolute shortest possible high intensity uh, workout or, or will we, you be writing a 30 second workout book soon? You know, I, I think we're scraping near the bottom of this. I mentioned in our book that, you know, we had some influences by some UK researchers who are pushing this even further, but I think we're starting to, to, to scrape the bottom. Uh, and, and you know, let's remember there's no free lunch. If you're doing the one-minute workout, you got to really push it in order to expect benefits. 
Well, I have to say that uh, it sounds weird, but I'm, I'm so proud of the fact that you wrote this book because I, I've been doing it for a while, and I think it's probably because I played soccer and lacrosse in, in, in college, and it was just sort of the thing, you know, wind, wind sprints. But to have you, uh, again, as I said, combine the, the, the science with the, with the real-world uh, work – uh, and, and, and offering up all the different exercises, I, you know, it just, I think you're going to save a, a, a bunch of lives here. And, and, uh, I, I just, I really encourage uh, all of our listeners to, uh, to pick up the, uh, the one minute workout. Um, and I, I think that uh, having a one minute body is going to be something everybody's going to be really excited about. You know, your comments are very kind. I appreciate them. And everything old is new again. You know, we give this uh, story in the book, but uh, I give a shout out to an old Canadian uh, guy who had been a hockey player in the U.S., joined the uh, the Air Force and developed this program called uh, 5BX for the, for the Canadian Air Force. And uh, a colleague, uh, Carl Foster, mentioned uh, 5BX was just P90X without the marketing, you know, 50 <laughs> years ago, yeah. because there were these, yeah. uh, you know, airmen stationed in the cold Arctic, and they wanted to try and stay fit. And so it was really just body weight style interval training. 5BX stands for five basic exercises. So the message there is you can keep it simple. It doesn't have to be fancy, but it can be really effective. In the subtitle of this book is awesome too, because it's all, it's all about that. So it's the one minute workout and it's science shows a way to get fit that's smarter, faster, and shorter, and that's what everybody is uh, is, is looking for today. It is. You know, uh, nothing wrong with the public health guidelines, but the number one cited barrier for why people aren't listening to them is lack of time. So let's give people some other options that are grounded in good science, and we think there's some value there. Marty, thanks again for joining me. We all love the one-minute workout here. We know that you're saving lives, and we'd love to talk to you again. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. It sounds like you're an enthusiastic supporter of of, of this type of, of training, but again, big message for people. Find something that you like and just stick with it yeah amen brother thanks again we'll talk to you soon so gib i know that you do uh, longer workouts on on many days longer than one minute anyway because <laughs> if you uh, gib looks a lot like uh, the rock he likes I look to nothing hear, like the rock and you can't do that in one minute a day but you but uh, why don't you tell folks when you because you have three kids three yeah. young kids when you only have a couple of minutes every day uh what what do you do to that, that uh that is similar to the one minute workout we've been talking about well, exactly what he's talking about you know i i try to find ways to stress my body as many muscle groups in my body as possible in a short amount of time and then i rest and usually resting includes pouring cereal out for my kids right right but then i go back and i do it so my my daughter was like uh my daughter knows what side lunges are because while i was making her right, breakfast right. the other day i was doing side lunges between things that i had to do uh, side lunges, kettlebell swings, anything that incorporates a lot of your of the muscles of your but body. But there's one exercise that you believe that, that a lot, unless you got really bad knees or oh, bad back, that, that you really do subscribe jumping, to. Jumping rope. Jumping rope gets my heart rate way up when I'm working out. That's yeah, but, the best thing. But what about the burpees? Oh, but yeah. Well, burpees the worst thing ever invented. Okay, so describe a burpee for people who yeah. don't, don't know. Okay, so burpees are, if you have the knees for it, they're great. Basically, you, you start you did, standing. You, you did them in elementary school. You, right? drop your, you drop your hands to the ground, and you kick your legs back. You do a push-up. You bring your legs back up to your hands, and you jump straight up. That's a burpee. Yeah. Just so you do as many of those as you can, and I promise you, your entire body will be ripped. Yeah. I was doing. I did this the other day. I was I I was playing pickup football at the at the park with my my kids were there and these other older boys were playing pickup football. So I said, "All right, I'll do it." And then every time they dropped a pass, they started doing push ups. So then we started doing burpees, and uh, I was exhausted by the end yeah, of it. But it was yeah. a great workout. It's really the simplest uh, Navy SEAL workout that uh, that they do. 
because it keeps your heart rate uh, so high. Oh, it's, uh, I mean, your your heart rate will skyrocket. And, and just just go on YouTube and and put put in burpee b u r p e e and, and modifications. See, you may yeah. need to modify the burpee the right. first time a couple times you do it. Right. You can do it without the push up. You can do a you can do a knee push up. There's all sorts of don't jump when you come to the top of the burpee. All of those are options to make it a little easier on yourself while you're getting started. And like Martin said, you know, the the one thing that a lot of people think is, oh, I got to get my heart rate at a, at a, at a certain level. Um, and, and the fact is, if you wear one of those halters or you have a Fitbit on or, or, or whatever, you, you have to be careful looking at the heart rate because when you first start exercising, your blood vessels are not relaxed yet, right? right, right. So you could be exercising at the top of your level, but your heart rate is only 75 or, yeah. or 80. Until they're relaxed, will it get up to 120? So, so basically what he says is, go by your feeling. You really need to be able, if, if, if you're at your maximum, you shouldn't be able to talk, right? Yeah, definitely not. I at my maximum heart rate. If I'm really working out hard and somebody tries to talk to me, I'll think I can talk, and I'll just uh, and I won't make any sense. All right, right. I right. I have trouble breathing. I should be on the verge of vomiting. That's how I know I'm working out in that high intensity range. You know what I think we should do um, is is do um, put it on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash John Tesh. So so go there at the end of the podcast. And and we'll and give, we can have you doing some some burpees, okay. and also jumping j- jumping rope. Don't have to okay. do them all at once. Uh, and kettlebell swings, uh, right? And we'll and we'll put them all in there. We'll shoot it. We'll shoot it right now when we're done, and so people can see what uh, what that one minute workout looks like. All right, perfect. Hey, don't forget, we don't want you to let your cell phone bill eat up your entire paycheck. We want you to try switching to Ting. That's right. It's it's Ting Mobile. They have the same coverage as Sprint and T-Mobile. They're unbelievable, and you do not have you can, you only spend what you use. Yeah. There's no you, you don't have to worry about going over or going or wasting minutes by not talking enough. If you're like me, you do that. Oh my gosh, I paid for minutes I didn't use. That doesn't happen with Ting. You pay for what you use, and that's it. That's nicely done, and it results in an average monthly cell phone bill. Get this of twenty three dollars per phone. That's a real number. That's an average number. Unbelievable. Of so just visit tesh.ting.com and you can try Ting today. It's Ting Mobile. Tesh.ting.com and save twenty five dollars on your service of select devices just for getting started. Tesh.ting.com today.